Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Sunday night. Well, most of you are probably listening to this on Monday because it is like after 9 o'clock on Sunday. But still, I appreciate you nonetheless hanging out and making this podcast a part of your day, channeling my inner Colin Cowherd there. Wherever you're listening, however you may be listening, thank you for making this show a part of your day. Love that line from Cowherd. Uh, anyway, one of the few things that he does well anymore. I used to love that guy. Does What am I talking about? You guys are here for Ole Miss football conversation. Egg Bowl week, it's finally here. And so we talk about that uh, tonight. So um, anyway, just finished up a, uh, a live chat. And that is, uh, that's what I'm bringing to you now. So it was uh, about a, uh, 45 minutes or so. Uh, just surface level Egg Bowl stuff. We'll really button down and like look at the matchup and do keys and two questions and all that stuff for the Egg Bowl coming up uh, later in the week for you, of course. But I thought this was a good kind of like introductory conversation to the uh, the Egg Bowl this week. A lot on the line for Ole Miss, not so much for uh, for Mississippi State, but still, it is the Egg Bowl and it's coming up here in just a uh, a few days. Hope all of you, if you're traveling this week, have a safe and, and happy Thanksgiving and see your family and enjoy yourself and uh, hopefully that it's politics free, just like your sports should uh, should be. So follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, and wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to this one, just search Rebel Report. And the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere inside of the great state of Mississippi, absms.com again is the website for all of your office technology needs. Advantage Business Systems will have you covered. Podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations in Mississippi, so there's likely going to be one in your backyard like there's one in mine. They've got an online banking platform. You know, all banks have online banking, but theirs is a uh, one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection. You can do everything that you need to and want to do with your money. You don't need multiple apps like I used to with my previous bank because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, here it is, the Sunday live chat talking a lot of Egg Bowl. There's some state fans in there so that, you know, we get state basketball conversation briefly, um, but uh, that's okay. Good Egg Bowl talk for the for the most part here. And uh, we'll be back with, uh, again, a more ironed down, like, keys to the game, all that stuff uh, as, as the week continues. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you again here very soon. Here is the, uh, the live chat. Call it Egg Bowl Sunday. Is that a thing? Egg Bowl Sunday. It is finally here. Well, I say it's finally here. I mean, holy crap, guys. This season has just absolutely uh, flown by. I mean, I was thinking about this Friday. On the way to our uh, our remote up there in uh, in Oxford, and it just is mind numbing that this is the last regular season game 
Brett, last regular season weekend of the year. I mean, where did it go? I know football season always flies by, but for some reason this one uh, just felt like it was at hyperspeed. I, I mean, I'm I'm still mind blown that we are here uh, talking about the Egg Bowl, but that is what we're doing. We'll do it three times this week, obviously. Uh, Thursday night, we'll do a, a post-game live, like immediately after the game, regardless of the result. It doesn't matter if it's a blowout, if it's a close game, if Ole Miss wins, if State wins, it doesn't matter. We will be live uh, immediately after uh, to recap that one. Uh, and also Tuesday night, uh, yeah, I'll do one Tuesday night. That's not a holiday day. So uh, a lot of Egg Bowl talk this week, of course, on the radio show as well, and all of this coming your uh, your way. So it's a busy week, and uh, it's a good thing. I mean, this is the most important week of the year uh, around here anyway. And so at least that's what we call it. You know, I haven't I haven't gone home to South Carolina for a Thanksgiving since I took this job. You know, I haven't spent a Thanksgiving in Greenville since uh, 2014, I think, was the last one I spent there because this is the most important week of the year for our radio show. So uh, looking forward to it. I know that this one's a little bit different, uh, kind of like last year, right? I was thinking about this earlier. You know, last year you had the, well, is Kiffin leaving? Is he not leaving Auburn stuff that kind of clouded the Egg Bowl? Now the game happened and it was played and we talked about it and all that. And it mattered. The result mattered. But there was still kind of like this cloud over it. And you're going to have kind of a similar phenomenon uh, with, with this one as well. You know, the game's going to get played. It's going to matter. There's a lot on the line for Ole Miss uh, frankly, for state is really only bowl eligibility, and I know that they uh, ha- have a bowl streak, and and it's one that they are uh, very proud of and promote. And I understand why, certainly, um, but that's the only thing really on the line uh, there, uh, aside from the role of spoiler. But there's this: who are they going to hire as their coach? Cloud hanging over uh, this this egg bowl. At least to to some degree, I know this is going to sound weird, but they got Arnett like out of the way. Uh, so we already know that that part of this is happening as opposed to will they, will they not fire Zach Arnett? We already know that they're doing that and, and, and the coaching search is happening, you know, quote unquote above board, if that's the, the phrase to put it. So uh, just like last year, there's still like coaching stuff uh, floating around this game as well. But a lot on the line, a lot to discuss. I'm, of course, Michael Borky. Please like the video, uh, subscribe to the channel. If you have not already, hit the notification bell. And if you're listening to this or watching this, I should say, after uh, it is over, then please comment still. I read them and uh, they uh, they help me out. They're important to me and I, uh, I appreciate them. Uh, I, I put the question out there on X or Twitter or whatever. Uh, if the games this weekend, so if the Louisiana Monroe game for Ole Miss or the Southern Miss game for Mississippi State changed the way you think about how this game is going to play out, I'll give you my answer and then we'll read the comments for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, no, my, my answer is no. Watching both games simultaneously, which is difficult to do, by the way. I mean, I've got a two TV setup over here. Um, watching two games at once is hard. I know that's like first world problems, but like, there's so much going on, and so often the commercials line up, by the way, where both games are at commercial at the same time. You love when that happens. But um, no, nothing about what happened on on Saturday, yesterday, uh, changed the way I think about this game. Uh, I mean, I know football games aren't played on paper, and, and people did remind me on 
uh, on Twitter that, you know, anything can happen and it's a rivalry game and all that stuff. But on paper, um, Ole Miss is a better football team than Mississippi State. Even with Will Rogers back, uh, there was a little bit of rust, it it seemed. But, um, you know, he wasn't particularly good yesterday. Marks came back, but he got banged up again. I I would love to know. I'll I'll talk to Haydad, of course, this week and kind of figure out what the vibe is uh, of his availability without him. Um, I I mean, I I don't think State has a – you know, a, a great chance. They are a two-touchdown underdog at home for a reason. Um, w- without him, it, it makes me think that their chances are are pretty slim. Ole Miss's offensive line play uh, was a disaster on Saturday. We've seen that at various times this year. Uh, State's defensive front is certainly better than Louisiana Monroe's, that, but, but they have been a disappointing uh, unit this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if State stacked the box with their two outstanding linebackers. That's something that State that, – that is a an unfortunate uh, a high, a hidden gem from this State team this year is linebacker play. They've gotten great linebacker play um, in an otherwise pretty you know bad year. The coach got fired. Of course it's a bad year. Um, Johnson and Watson are, are great. Watson especially um, is an NFL guy uh, playing linebacker there for State. So – um, that, that's an area of concern. Williams is going to be back at least, I think, uh, for, uh, for Ole Miss. And, uh, um, so that might alleviate some things, but yeah, um, I, nothing about what happened this past Saturday changed uh, the way I think about, uh, what's going to happen on, uh, Thursday night. No changes, even with, uh, with Rogers back, um, Mississippi state had their hands full with us. And I mean, Ole Miss did too, it was seven to three at the half, but, you know, up six in the fourth quarter, and they hit a home run running play, and then a pick six uh, really just kind of ended Southern Miss's chances there and uh, struggled offensively against one of the worst defenses in college football. So, uh, no, nothing materially has changed uh, about the way I think about this game. Wouldn't be surprised if it had an, like an Auburn vibe for Ole Miss there for a while where it's close and for, you know, maybe even a couple quarters, three quarters. I mean, you know that because it's a rivalry game and apparently Will Rogers gave an impassioned speech in the locker room after the game to remind his team how important this game is. Uh, So, I mean, you're going to have a Mississippi state team that uh, will be ready to play. And that has not been something that you could say every week. It's just whether or not schematically that they can, uh, they can handle it and whether or not personnel uh, that they can handle it. So, uh, we shall see, of course. That's why they play the games. I understand all of that. But no, nothing about uh, the, this this game, or at least the way I think it's going to go, which, again, um, if you guys uh, know me or have followed me long enough, I am regularly incorrect about what I think is going to happen on a football field. So uh, the joke's going to be on me if it goes differently. But I, I do think that um, that I haven't changed my mind after watching the games Saturday. So uh, we will get to comments now for another ah, 30 minutes or so, maybe less, just depending, and uh, just see where you guys take this. First one, fourth and 17, man. Somehow did not stop to look around, and all of a sudden it's Egg Bowl week. No kidding. Yeah, how about that? So that would have been uh, the easiest path for Ole Miss is for uh, Florida to get a stop on fourth and 17. Instead, uh, the only player on the field that you can't let catch a ball, caught a ball, and Florida blew it uh, and gave up a fourth and 17. If they had won that game, Ole Miss would have been a win in a win in their end situation with an access bowl. 
uh, I mean, I, I still think that that losses are coming for the teams in front of them. Uh, I, I think that with a win that they will find a way in. Uh, I do, um, and it's always possible that they can jump Penn State. I mean, I mean, hell, if you look at resumes, I, I understand why Missouri is ranked over Ole Miss. Like, I understand why the committee did that because of recency bias. But when you compare resumes, there is no comparison. I mean, truly, there is no comparison when you compare resumes. Um, so I don't think they will rectify that, but they should. Um, I do think, though, it will sort itself out. This is college football. It, it tends to sort itself out. So, And now Florida State has an injury, unfortunately, with Travis. And so I think that they, if, should they win on Thursday, I do kind of think that it's going to work itself out and they'll find their way in. So uh, either way. I mean, even if it's not an access bowl, the opportunity to win 11 games for the first time ever and winning 10 games in a regular season for the second time ever is just simply not something that you can turn your nose up at. So somehow, some way, the game always ends up a make-it-or-break-it game for both school season. See, I don't know if it's make or break. I know the bowl streak is on the line, and and you know you want to go to a bowl game and stuff. I, I understand that, but I, I do think um, – what is far more important for Mississippi State is uh, getting the coach higher right as opposed to winning this game. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I live in this state. I understand it. I know the Egg Bowl matters. I, I get accused sometimes of diminishing the importance of the Egg Bowl. And, you know, I, I'll get it this week. It happens every year where I'll get a go back to South Carolina if you think that this game doesn't matter. And that's not what I'm saying. Um, I, I get that every year, though. Go back to anyway um but what's far more important for mississippi state is getting the head coach higher right nobody expects them to win this game if they do i mean great have a parade or whatever it's i mean you you spoiled old miss's uh great season uh so that would that would be great of course they want that uh but that doesn't i mean if you get the higher wrong then Thursday night just doesn't matter at all so it's far more important for mississippi state to get the higher right than it is to win on uh, on Thursday. The Ole Miss offensive line will tell the story as to whether it will truly be a competitive game or not. Another one before we get too far down the egg bowl path, let's talk about our friends at Auburn. Great effort yesterday by Hugh and company. Oh, man. I mean, look, everybody says that Hugh's good for one of those every year because Hugh's good for one of those every year. I mean, it's just kind of his thing, it, it seems. But I didn't expect it to be that one. And there was somebody on on Twitter that tried to justify that uh, by calling uh, New Mexico State. They were like eight and three, or, or, or yeah, eight and three, seven and three going into that game. Their losses were Hawaii, UMass, and hilariously somehow uh, Liberty. Uh, no, uh, that that is a that's a brutal loss. And um, I mean, again, I said it on Twitter. I said a lot on Twitter this weekend. I guess. Um, you know who wouldn't have lost to New Mexico State at home? Jamie Chadwell, Brian Harson, Gus Malzahn, Lane Kiffin. I mean, they, they anybody. Think of any string of coaches they they have, could have had, wanted to have, or replaced their guy, all would have won that game. I mean, Jerry Kill owns Hugh Freeze. That, that was brutal. And that's after... That is after they beat Arkansas, and Hugh Freeze in a press conference talks about how 
Uh, he should have put his foot down earlier on on taking over play calling duties, and then turns around and lose, loses to uh, New Mexico State. So, Ole Miss has to win on Thursday. Period. I mean, th- this is a no excuse game. This is a no excuse game for for Ole Miss. There, there's absolutely. I, I know it's on the road, but I mean, if if they do happen to lose on Thursday, which again I don't think they will. But if they do happen to lose on uh, on Thursday, th- there's no excuses, uh, and and we certainly won't make any on this stream. It, you, you are a better football team than them. They have an interim coach. Um, they they all season have not been schemed particularly well. Uh, you have a lot to play for. They have the Liberty Bowl to play for, or the Birmingham Bowl, or whatever. Um, there, there's no excuses. I mean, you're you're better at quarterback. You're better at running back. Seemingly better at wide receiver, uh, more productive anyway um, on defense, which is crazy to say going into the season, but it's true. At least in terms of turnovers, explosive plays, and stuff like that, they are. Um, there's no excuses. Absolutely no excuses for Ole Miss in this one. So last night's Auburn loss made your entire college football season. You've got no clue how the season is almost done. Yeah, it's. Where did it go? So are we streaming Friday night or Sunday this weekend? So I'll do Thursday night and then Sunday again after uh, Rivalry Weekend. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do something Thanksgiving night. If you guys want to join in, join in. Um, if you don't, that's totally fine, too. I understand. Um, it's just going to be me and, me and him here. So, you know. Uh, he'll be sleeping by then, or at least he should be sleeping by then. So, uh, what else am I going to do? Might as well stream with you guys. So yeah, Thursday night, uh, after the game, see you then. Florida also just let everyone down on the fourth and 17 could have given Ole Miss an easy path to the NY six. It would have been winning their end. I mean, really that simple. Hugh lost a lot of momentum on Saturday. No doubt. Kiffin and Dart playing mind games on staying or going when he was staying, I was taking that as Kiffin is staying. Now, here's what I'll say. I'm, I mean, I'm take what I've got for what it's worth. Um, I, I don't – you don't need to worry about that. I guess that's, that's all I'll say. I talked about it a little bit on the podcast yesterday. I, I don't think that's something that you need to worry about. I, I think that, that things got screwed up, but not in, in the way that it sounds at the moment. So, so when are we moving the game to Saturday? Not soon enough. Um, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are, excuse me, Texas and Texas A&M uh, have played far more Thanksgiving games than the Egg Bowl, far more. And so it would be traditional to put them back on Thanksgiving. That, that, that would be, one, it would be for, for the television networks, which I couldn't care less if they make money or not, but it's still, it's something that interests me anyway. For the television networks, they would rather have Texas, Texas A&M on Thanksgiving night than the Egg Bowl. Just more people would watch it. That's just how it works. It, 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 it is what it is. And it's more traditional. I don't know if it's been committed next year or not, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if they put those two back on their original time slot where they belong. Ole Miss is much better than 13.5 on Thursday if they just play their game. Still interesting. It's that low. Uh, rivalry week, uh, stuff like that. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving week to you too. You don't know how 
how much basketball I've watched State play, like you've watched a lot of NBA. Could Josh Hubbard be a one and done? Could he be here two years and go pro? Could his size be a problem? Yes, that that. So depends on how you want to spin it. Um, it's his size could be a problem for him. His size is probably a good thing for Mississippi State if you catch my drift. I I don't think he's a one and done guy. Uh, I mean, there's only two rounds in the NBA draft, and, and frankly, second round guys don't. I mean, Herb Jones is an anomaly, right? He's a second round guy that starts and started basically right away and, and still plays and, and got a second contract. I mean, that that's not really how, how that goes. So, no, I don't think he's a one and done guy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in college for a couple years, three years even, but he's, he's going to be a star. I mean, an electric player. And um, I, I love what this state team has done so far. I haven't watched every, like every dribble, but um the clear identity in which they play. I mean, it, it's uh, Hunter. It's every game you know exactly what you're getting stepping on the floor, and they look like this without having an All SEC guy for. I mean, I, I guess through January, right? We haven't gotten a real injury timeline on him, but they look like this, and they're more productive offensively while still being miserable to uh, uh, on the other side. Uh, Hubbard needs to start though. He's not. He can't come off the bench anymore. You, you can't not play that dude thirty minutes a night. But I'm, I'm impressed so far. I mean, you you get the same thing every night. It's a it's a clear, it's a team with a clear identity, and uh, you state fans are going to, I think, really enjoy basketball season, especially when um, you get your big back. Think it's time to book your tickets for the second weekend of the tournament in March? Isn't basketball the only sport that's happening right now? Something like that. Uh, very, very soon, Tucker. Here's the thing, though. So after Thursday, you get to – there is no optimism like a new football coach. The, the, like, it's intoxicating as a fan. I, I'm not mocking. I hope you you know where I'm coming from. It, there, there is nothing more intoxicating as a fan than getting a new football coach. I mean, seriously, and you just spend months talking like everything's great and everything's new and different. And it's all awesome because they ha- they cannot lose for months. The only thing they're going to do is win for months, even though there's there's no games. Every recruit that they get is going to be awesome. Now, the, the portal's a thing. So, I mean, nothing nothing like it. So, after Thursday, you get to have that. And then your basketball team's going to be really, really freaking good. So, they already are really good, but they're going to continue to be. Uh, that's a good bat. It's a good team. It's a tournament team. Should be. I know it's you know it's November, but um, they look better offensively than they were a year ago by a pretty significant margin. Even a healthy Will Rogers is greatly outclassed by Jackson Dart in this game. State would need to run on Ole Miss to have a chance offensively. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I, I like Will Rogers a, a lot, um, but yes, uh, the, the there's a clear quarterback advantage uh, in this game. Um, and without Marks, I, I mean, I, I if, if Marks was playing, I, I would think that State might have success running the football right at Ole Miss. Uh, but but without him, I mean, he's you know he's been banged up all year. God bless the kid. I mean, when he's healthy, he's very good. It's just he hasn't been able to come back healthy. I, I don't know, he, I don't know his uh, his status for this game. But I mean, he he played yesterday and got banged up again. And so uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's 
that's where state is going to have to live is they're going to have to sustain long drives and um, run the football a lot if they're going to have a chance to win. Keep the Ole Miss offense off the field, run right at them, have 10, 12 play drives. Don't, yeah, I mean, they don't, I don't think anyway that they should do anything, hurry up, that they should try to control tempo and pace. Getting Williams back should help move everyone to their natural position. Yeah, Kiffin did uh, allude to the fact that they think that he's going to play, but we will see. I think it's going to be a 35-10 to 10 type win for Ole Miss. That would make sense. Can we get some thoughts on 7-5 and five USC? Caleb Williams is done now. That program is in disarray under Riley. You know what happened to Lincoln Riley? He's coaching in a more difficult conference now. I said that a few weeks ago. Remember that? I don't think anything has changed. This USC team is just a copy and paste version of his Oklahoma teams. They're just playing in a tougher league, man. And, you know, college football media does this thing sometimes where when NFL media criticizes a college football player, they feel like they've got to defend him harshly. Caleb Williams skipping his media op is soft. It is soft. It's not going to stop him from getting drafted, but but college football media people don't have don't defend that. You don't have to. Because when you are a leader of a multi-billion dollar franchise, number one in the NFL, you're required to talk. You, you have to. It's in it's in the contract. You have to talk. But if you are unable to face some mostly, I mean, basically all friendly reporters after a loss, if you can't answer questions. You are going to be the face of a multi-billion dollar franchise. I would still pick him. Don't get me wrong. He's super talented, but it is perfectly fine when Ian Rappaport says, "Eh, NFL teams aren't going to like that. I mean, Joe Burrow injures his hand and he does a full, I mean, he's out for the season. Finds out he's out for the season and sits down in front of the press and answers every question that they have for him. That's what you're supposed to do in the NFL. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, Russell Wilson has sucked for like a year and a half. He's finally getting better, but he had to talk about it. He had to face it. You know, that that's the NFL. Is You, you don't get to just skip out on stuff like that. In a few months, you're going to get drafted. It's, it's a look of softness. And, and the, the thing with him crying after, after a loss and, and stuff, there's a difference between passion and softness and – you're going to be leading a team of grown men. And in the NFL, you're going to lose. Great teams lose often in the NFL. It's what happens. If you can't handle it uh, at, at the college level, then then how are you going to handle it when you're in Chicago, you know, and you lose to the Lions and, and you've got Chicago media wondering, dude, what the hell? You threw two interceptions. That was awful. I don't know. I don't know. You're going into hiding for a week after the Egg Bowl? Don't, because coaching search season, man. Jordan Travis' injury was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people are right when they say that um, that eliminates Florida State from the playoff. I, I do, you know, if they go undefeated, though, it's that, that's a tough precedent to measure teams based on their injury reports. That, that That's tough to follow. I understand that quarterback is different. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's hard to be consistent with well, this team had this guy hurt when they lost that game, so now it's not that bad or whatever. Uh, 
I, I don't particularly like that line of thinking, but yeah, I, I do think that they're they're going to lose um, one of their next two games, and uh, they will effectively be eliminated. So, you hated how they kept showing the replay. Yeah, that's that's not that's not good. Knowing Hugh, he's going to lose a game to New Mexico State, then beat Alabama. I don't think you got to worry about Auburn beating uh, Alabama this year. Saw an Auburn fan say that this was their Louisiana Monroe for Nick Saban. No. No, no, no. No, it's no. Mm-mm. No, it's not. You like my takes? Don't go back. Mississippi's my home. It is my home. My, my son, I was educated in Mississippi, and my son was born in Mississippi. This is home. It always will be. We say Ole Miss has to win considering the gap between the two teams. They really should just win it convincingly. State hasn't been competitive in an SEC game since Arkansas, and they won 7-3. to three. Another one, Ole Miss stormed the field once after beating an unranked state team. No matter how bad we ever get, we will never out-pathetic that, and I personally take comfort in that. Hey, you know I'm consistent with this, Chase. You know me, because I know I, I know you listen to the show. You know me. I'm pro-field storming, so... You're not going to get me to agree with uh, with calling it pathetic because it's not. It's fun. Clemson does it every game. And that's probably why I'm I'm so pro field storming is because, you know, I grew up with the opportunity to do that. And I, I don't like Clemson. Like, I didn't grow up a Clemson fan. But getting to go to a couple Clemson games and going on the field after the game was awesome. I mean, as a young kid, it was the coolest getting to, to go down on the field and like players were taking pictures with fans and like, it's awesome. I am pro field storming. I will always be pro field storming. You know, I'm consistent with that. I'm not defending Ole Miss. Well, I am, but I'm defending anybody that storms the field. I don't think it's pathetic. I think it's fun. Football is fun. If you win games, celebrate them because uh, there's only 12 weekends a year. You have 40 weekends without your team playing football and only seven at home, if you win a game, go celebrate it. Who cares? It, it, it will never bother. Field swimming will never bother me, and you know that. Maybe State will break out the golden uniforms. I'm glad those have gone away. I've always hated those. Just wear your uniforms, you know? You know what? You're thinking about this will be a 35-17 kind of game. So you added a touchdown for State. They just don't blow anyone out. They'll go to the Citrus Bowl against an uninspired Penn State team and win an ugly fashion to go 11-2. and Wouldn't it be Iowa in that scenario? Because Penn State would make the... We'll see. Hell, Penn State might lose this weekend. What's the deal about... Knocks on a four-wheeler in the state locker room. The state fans are loving it. I have no clue what to think about it. I, Man, I think it's fine. I mean, whatever, man. I, I think it's funny. He had a four-wheeler in the locker room. I don't know. You're an interim coach. You, you Enjoy yourself. Uh, it, whatever it takes to, to keep your kids engaged and and interested and, and loosen up a little bit and have some fun. I don't know. I, I, I didn't look at that the same way other people did. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it, it's it's. Football, have some fun. So, is it just you, or has there been no actual big upsets this whole year of top-ranked teams at all? No, it's the the top 15, I think it's the preseason top 15's record is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, this year. Uh, what, Texas-Alabama was, quote-unquote, a big upset. 
But no, I mean, there really haven't been that many. Clemson was really highly ranked early when they went to Duke and lost. But as we know now, they're a bad team. So for their standards anyway. Uh, so no, the, the top of college football has kind of maintained itself. They've only really lost to each other for the most part. And uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's they, They've all... It's been going down this path all season with with very little, um, very little variation. Getting the game off of Thanksgiving would be massive. W. I agree. My uh, the guys on the radio show, uh, Richard and Haydad. Uh, I'm on an island of one in in that one. Um, and you know, I come at it from a different place uh, as them. I mean, they you know they both live in the towns and their their families are all here in Mississippi. And so, you know, it's, it's different for me when the the egg bowl actually like ruins my ability to see my family because they are far away. Right. So it's a little bit different. Um, I just, I, I don't think that whatever I, I've, I've talked about how I think it, it harms the environment to some degree because it won't be full on Saturday or anywhere close. Wasn't full in Oxford last year. Um, you don't get the full game weekends in town. I don't know. I've just the ratings aren't good on Thanksgiving because of the NFL. I mean, the Egg Bowl would have been the fifteenth highest rated game last year. So there's no material benefit uh, to playing on Thanksgiving night. This whole you you have the the day by yourself is just not true anymore thanks to Roger Goodell I don't know I just I, I will never like it on this day and um I I am biased to that because again I if it was Saturday I could you know take Wednesday and Thursday off see my dad um and and my niece and nephews and then get back in the car Friday morning, get here for Friday's show, and then be back for Monday's show and not really miss anything. But if I were to go home this week, I mean, it would just be stupid. It, it would be, I don't want to use the word irresponsible, but I mean, taking this week off, considering that the game is on Thursday, Friday's our most important show of the year. I, I can't miss that. I just simply can't. So I am biased to it. So. You had the pleasure of attending the South Carolina game as a guest of Darude. No way. How do you know Darude? That's that is so awesome and random at the same time. He told me many times of how crazy that fan base was, and oh my God, wicked coolness for real. What a party and what a fan base. Yeah, man. That that's one of the coolest environments. It's such an underrated place uh in terms of difficulty to play to. Um tailgating scene blows unless you can get in the cockabooses. Uh but no, I there, there's a reason I didn't go there, but I appreciate the environment for sure. You would storm, but it might take your almost seven-year-old butt to get on the field. <laughs> um, we will talk about all, the off-season, my, my, my dear friend, uh, once we get there. We're not there yet. Hunter Yerchek announced Pittman gets another year. Yeah, that was interesting for sure. I've... Um, I like Richard told me, for example, that uh, the 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 vibe around Arkansas was that they want to get some things in order first. That they don't think they are uh, organized enough to make themselves an attractive job. Uh, 
what, attractive enough job for the candidates that they would want or think that they can get. So they, they want to spend time organizing um, and getting all the behind the scenes stuff ready. And obviously, you know, they like Sam Pittman and want him to succeed. But um, apparently there's a, a line of thinking that they don't think that they are as uh, well prepared for this modern era as they should be. That's just what Richard told me. So you think Kiffin is well aware of the situation this week? Definitely much more than last year. His comments after the game are pretty indicative of somebody that, uh, I mean, Dart as well, right? Um, so Caleb, who works for, for Super Talk News, asked Jackson, he, he shared it on Twitter. I should have retweeted it, uh, but where, where Jackson said he hadn't, stopped thinking about how they felt walking off the field or something like that last year. I mean, Kiffin straight up essentially admitted that they spent this week prepping for the Egg Bowl, and that's not what they do uh, otherwise. So, yeah, I think um, – I mean, they understand what's on the line here. They they know the score. That's a bad expression when talking about a, a game that has a scoreboard, but you get my point. They, they understand you know, what's on the line here. See if they can actually execute and get it done. Lincoln Riley ran from the SEC straight to the arms of a really strong Pac-12 and then to the Big Ten. <laughs> the Pac-12 suddenly became a juggernaut, and then now he's, his team is moving to the Big Ten. Um, yeah, how about Chip Kelly, by the way? You uh, you leak that you're probably going to fire him, and then he goes and kicks his crosstown rival's ass on the field. Uh, he's not so fast, my friend. Hot take, Riley's the opposite side of the ball. Ed Orgeron, Ed can coach D and he can recruit, but he's not a head coach. Riley's a play caller and an offensive guy and is lacking as a rounded head coach also. That's exactly right. Ole Miss storming the field is the life vest you're clinging to. We will get beat by five touchdowns Thursday, and all I have to tell myself is at least we aren't down that bad yet. (laughs) Another vote for pro field storming. I love it, man. All they have to do is just find a way. I mean, they they have like the rope things that they're using now to block off the opposing sidelines. You know, maybe have like a time on the scoreboard where like, hey, wait five minutes. And then when that's up, you can get on the field, stuff like that. You know, there are ways where they can keep it around. I hate the way the SEC is trying to approach this. I think it's pathetic. Um, They they can find better ways to preserve something that is so uh, awesome. Auburn Media says Hugh Freeze was always their number one choice. Auburn Media is full of shit. Forgive my language. I just still talking about this to this day on their part. I mean, that they are they are intentionally because they know the truth. That they know uh, they're lying is what they're doing. It's it's straight up lying because they they know the truth. Hugh Freeze was not their number one choice the entire time, and if he was, well, look at how that turned out for you. But he wasn't, and, and everybody knows it. Let them say that until they're blue in the face. They are incorrect, though. So, you have a feeling if Ole Miss played Iowa, it would be like the 2016 Rose Bowl between Stanford and Iowa where Christian McCaffrey ran down their throats. Attendance on Thursday, you didn't see what it was for the Southern Miss game. Oh, it, I, I don't know what the box score said, but there were ten. I mean, tens of thousands of empty seats possibly um, in, in that one. I mean, there will always people go to the Egg Bowl regardless, uh, but it won't. They won't fill it up completely. There will be visible empty seats in the upper decks. Absolutely, there will. Uh, sounds like th- there is going to be a 
pretty decent Ole Miss crowd. Uh, road teams and road fans just don't travel as much as they used to, and it being on Thanksgiving night also kind of limits uh, limits that. But I I do think more Ole Miss fans will be going to this than uh, in years past. How many I don't know, but. Is it just you, or has there been a lot of buy-game losses for major favorites in men's basketball this year? Happens a lot. I mean, that that you know that's college basketball for you. Uh, Jackson State beat Missouri today, and UNC Greensboro beat Arkansas. Uh, but that's college basketball, man. That's why sometimes it's just win games, you know? Uh, winning is always better than the alternative. That's a very elementary thing to say, but you get my point. You know, I've... I've seen Ole Miss fans, I mean, State's played well, but I've seen Ole Miss fans talk about, you know, losses are coming. These are not good teams that they're beating, and that is true. I mean, I think that, frankly, I do think that losses are coming. They don't score the basketball well enough. However, I'm they haven't lost to Jackson State yet. Missouri did, so... Can the two teams get it moved to Saturday if they both complain enough? No. Mm-mm. It's what the TV networks tell them to do. That simple. But if if and I don't I don't know if they actually want it to be moved or not. I don't know how they feel internally. But if I were Keith Carter or Zach Salmon and I did want that game to move, all I have to do is point to Texas and Texas A and M have what more than double the Thanksgiving games. And hey, they're big draws if I wanted it to move. But they may not. You'd rather spend the Thanksgiving at home watching the NFL with your family than paying attention to a toxic rivalry that has terrible weather and embarrassing moments. That's another thing. Uh, When I talk about the Egg Bowl, because what what I don't like, and I've I've already seen it, is when... Here's, Here's some examples. So... I know that Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not the programs uh, that Alabama and Auburn have been in the past, but when you think Iron Bowl, what do you think? I mean, I guess you could pull up Harvey Updike and talk about him, but that's not what people think about when they think of Iron Bowl. They think of the kick six, you know, Cam Newton, stuff like that. Uh, Same thing with Ohio State, Michigan, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, right? But those are big brands. Uh, What about Bedlam? I mean, Bedlam is always just points and electricity and USC, UCLA is the the cool uniform matchup. And then the Egg Bowl is fights. And so people around here will share videos of, hey, remember that fight? And and some people like that and and some people think it's great. I don't. I I would much rather this game be about the game than, oh, because people like look at it like it's a sideshow. Well, let's see how stupid things are going to get in the Egg Bowl this year. Let's, I hope a player rips another player's helmet off and starts fighting him and stuff. And I I really just, I don't, I understand that rivalries have all had their violent moments. Georgia, Georgia Tech has, Ohio State, Michigan has, Clemson, South Carolina has, Harvey Updike poisoned trees and like ruined an entire college football tradition. Like I know those things have have happened, but I, I don't think that it's good for the Egg Bowl, for it to be about how stupid these teams act when they get together. I, I really think that that is, uh, that is a bad way to promote this. Uh, I, I don't think that that's good or healthy. And I'm, I know I'm just kind of being lame uh, when I say that, but I, I would love to see the, the day where it becomes about the game. 
where, where that's what people are talking about, where that's what matters is the game and, and the stakes on it, as opposed to, oh, I hope they fight each other, you know? Here's another one. Also, don't fret about Jackson coming back or not. He clearly has chosen to do so. Just wanted to announce it on his own, and Kiffin jumped the gun. He apologized to Jackson right after that radio show. That is exactly, um, yeah. That, yeah. Arkansas just isn't taking football seriously. They let Gus Malzahn wreck them behind the scenes. I I don't know that. I, or I don't know if, I, honestly, I don't know what you're talking about there. But um, I'll take your word for it. If Kiffin has a chance at running up the score, he will try. I believe that you are accurate there as well. Last year, Ole Miss was the better team and blew the game. I'm sure Kiffin and Dart don't want that happening again. Although, what, State had like 15 tackles for loss, though. I mean, they got their asses kicked up front. But to your point, they ran 100 plays in Fayetteville a few days before that. There's now a field storming. Uh, debate going on in the chat. I love to see it. You were in Iceland when you met Darude. What? I need to interview you. Your, your life is so interesting. Hanging out in Iceland, playing a rock band. Big fan of college football. I need to. I, I need to like sit down with you and talk to you about the time you met Darude in Iceland. Uh, when you think of the Egg Bowl, sadly, you think of fights, piss in the mist, Dan Mullen shenanigans, etc. A big joke. You and me both, man. And I, I don't like that. I, I would like to think about games. And I know people around here like have fond memories of certain games, but nationally, when people think Egg Bowl, they think of fights and dog pee celebrations and stuff like that. And I, I think that that is not, not a good thing. 2012 Egg Bowl, or 2020 Egg Bowl was still the best thing that's happened to the rivalry in years. Fortunately, you're old enough that your Egg Bowl memory is the stand. See, and that's the kind of stuff we'll do this week on the show, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it because, you know, I didn't grow up here. I don't have that historical, hey, I remember the 2001 Egg Bowl where this happened. I, I, don't, I don't have that. I, I can only really truly remember starting in 2014 on and so when we get to do the nostalgia stuff and have these former players on and and hear the other two guys anyway the 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 guys in their mid 40s those old asses uh talk about their favorite egg bowl memories i just kind of sit back and and just enjoy it, you know, and and, and kind of take it in and try to learn as much as i can and and so i'm excited for that I'm looking forward to all that. That's just not what people think elsewhere. At least it's entertaining when there are no stakes. I hear you. I I hear you. If you're the head coach at State or Ole Miss and you hear that all weekend about people wanting fights in it after a win or loss, I'd pronounce the stupidity of that in my post-game presser. I don't. So, I mean, we haven't really had anything like that lately, have we? Maybe it's changed. Feed Moncrief was your first Egg Bowl you went to? Wow, well, you picked a good one. You picked a good one. So, yeah, I mean, we'll do keys and stuff like that on uh, on Tuesday, by the way. 
uh, you know, a more in-depth conversation of, of what we think is going to happen in the actual game. Uh, looking forward to uh, to doing that. I mean, how healthy is Jackson Dart, by the way? I mean, I know he's going to play because, of course, he's going to play, but he didn't look 100% uh, yesterday. So, so that is something uh, for sure to keep an eye on. Um, but he's going to play, and it, hell, he threw forever. What's funny is like, oh, Jackson's hurt. Like, I, I got a text. I was like, dude, get him out. Jackson's hurt. And I made a uh, 28 to three joke, uh, at the Falcons expense, uh, during that, but, um, he was banged up and, and hurt and threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns and still had a ton of zip on the ball. And he's tough, man. He is uh he's a tough kid. The field goal being blown back was your favorite game. What you see that this is my problem. This is where, where I'm set back. What year was that? Um, I know it happened. But I don't. I don't know the exact year. I need to memorize things like that. If he hasn't looked right in weeks. He's just a dude. Yeah, he has not. I mean, but you know, when you play the style of football that he plays, you are you are going to get hurt like that. That's uh, that's what happens. Malik Keith never won an Egg Bowl. No, he uh, he did not. Um, what are his stats, by the way? I I have. Because the Saints have been bad, I have been reluctant to watch a lot of football, uh, NFL football. 83. Okay. Immaculate deflection. 83. Um, no, only one catch this year. But he did make the roster in Green Bay. That was uh, that was a good UDFA spot for him with what they had personnel-wise on, uh, on that roster. But, yeah, because the Saints have been so bad, I have been um, avoiding the NFL lately. I, I mean, I, I still keep up on like social media and stuff, and, and I'll watch games occasionally. But like, I have no interest in putting one on right now. I didn't watch today. I mean, James and I went to the uh, we went to the reservoir and just messed around on the river. I mean, that's what that's what that's what we did, enjoying the day instead of the anxiety of watching the Saints. Should state basketball be in the top 25 come tomorrow? Yes, they should. If I had a vote, they would be in my top 25. I don't have a vote. I do have a Connerly vote, though, and I uh, haven't decided what I'm going to do uh, with uh, with that vote just uh, just yet. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about leaning uh, and giving it to She God uh, and, and giving the, the small school some love uh, with Delta State. They won yesterday, didn't they? Or you guys are about to find out who I'm going to vote for if uh, if if they won in the playoffs yesterday and they played well, or and he played well. You're about to find out who I'm voting for, and I will. They they won. Wow, forty nine fourteen. Holy crap! Let's look at individual. He threw for three eighteen and six touchdowns and ran for another thirty five. Yeah, I'm that. That's my vote. I I you know, and I, I'll do a video explaining my vote. And uh, people won't like it. By the way, that's a team that they lost to earlier this year in uh, in West Florida, and they won forty nine fourteen in the playoffs. And he threw for three eighteen, and six. he had a, as many touchdowns as incompletions. Yeah, that's. I, I think that I'm going to do the the thing. I'm going to do the thing where I'm going to show love to the small school guy and be edgy or whatever. And yeah, I think that. I think that he's going to uh I think that he's gonna get my vote. So yeah. 
Wonder when we'll get another truly great back-and-forth Egg Bowl. Usually the game has been one-sided or just flat-out ugly in recent years. You don't count 19 or 22 as, quote, good games. Well, they weren't. They weren't. Mercer's in the FCS playoffs. Yeah, Furman uh, gets a bye, but they uh, they lost to 1-8, 1-9-Wofford in the season finale to knock them back a couple of seeds. So that sucks. But they did get a bye. So anyway. Yeah, true. At least the Saints didn't lose today. That. That is a good thing that happened today. I mean, that, what a joke. Of, of It's just the offense. What a joke that uh, they are. The worst – I brought this up to hate it on Friday on the radio show. So the, the stats guys have come up with a – I forget what they called it, but it's essentially how much movement a team uses in the offense. So it's pre-snap motion, play action, stuff like that. So all the movement, the creativity, essentially, in an offense. The Miami Dolphins are far and away the team that uses it the most. Um, the Chiefs are up there. All of the good office, offenses in the NFL are at the top in terms of motion and play action and stuff like that. The Saints are so – I know they're off this week. That's why it was a good day. They didn't lose today uh, because they didn't play. Uh, but they are so – so – bad I guess at that they use it so infrequently that they had to expand the graphic to fit the Saints column inside of it that's how uncreative they are offensively how did the FCS figure out playoffs before FBS you want to know the honest answer Uh, because they didn't they're not beholden to corporate sponsors and big TV deals that's that's why because they can do things and not fear of you know, upsetting the money people. So that's how it's all about money. It is all about money. I got to run though. I do have to run. I will see you on Tuesday night, seven. I think we'll do seven thirty uh, sharp on, uh, on Tuesday night, because it will be the last time that I do one of these before the egg bowl. Of course, you know, I will have a, uh, we'll have the show the next day, but still, Uh, So 7.30 on Tuesday. I'll see you guys then. Appreciate you. Please like the video, all that stuff. And uh, I'll see you on Tuesday, 7.30. I'll see you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.